0: For show notes from this episode, visit SustainableAmbition.com slash podcast. Now let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for this quarter assess and adapt podcast. This builds on the four part series from the start of the year on planning a more sustainable plus ambitious year. And if you join me for those episodes, you'll recall that I promised to come back for quarter reviews and this will be the first one. If you remember at the end of the series in episode number 45, the last thing we did was we set our aim for Q1. And we've now acted for the last three months of January, February, and March. And it's time here at the start of April to step back and assess how things went and see how we want to adapt going forward if you're joining today and miss the series you can definitely do this quarter review without having listened to the prior episodes just jump in assess how things are going for you and you'll be able to draw some conclusions on how to build more sustainability into your life plus work going forward into this next quarter you might not have the full context of everything that i'll be speaking about but i'm going to provide some prompts and those likely will be enough for you to get some value out of today's conversation if you do want to go back and listen to the series to do the additional pre-work you're welcome to do that as well and you can um, start that series with episode number 42. so either way works and i think you'll still get value as i said if you want to jump in here today now before i get into today's material i'd start i thought i'd start with a reminder on what inspired this series if you listened in before you you may want to fast forward a little bit if you find this repetitive or you might appreciate the review and can keep listening so i'm offering uh, as you can see here lots of options today <laughs> so let me just review again so why this series on planning a more sustainable plus ambitious year and It's because many of us juggle life plus work and seek to find a rhythm that works for us and not against us. And over the course of my work with Sustainable Ambition, and frankly, even prior, just talking to friends and family, I've heard so many times from people where they say, what I'm doing right now just isn't sustainable anymore. And they wonder how to bring more sustainability to their life plus work. And of course, many of us having gone through the pandemic and coming out now and really trying to find our sea legs, if you will, are wondering, how do we make this all a little bit more sustainable? And I think what I believe is that in today's modern world, that really demands too much of us. Frankly, it's just quite easy to understand how many of us get to this point where we are bordering on burnout. And I think it's, it's quite, sadly but easy to see why the pandemic as an example and the impact of the last two years is is having the kind of impact it is on people now that is the constant narrative that is out there these days and i don't want to negate that at all many people are really still feeling overwhelmed and still are stretched. And frankly, it's not just the pandemic. People were feeling this way prior to the pandemic. It is the impact of today's modern world. And yet, you know, it might also be that you are someone who is ambitious about both life and work. And that's many of us that are seeking sustainable ambition. And so it could just be, you are also someone who's leading a full life plus work and you wanna know how to better manage your stretching and striving activities while still sustaining yourself. And so that's what I think it is. I think many of us actually are wired to want to stretch ourselves and strive and want to have ambitions yet, we also want to sustain ourselves what i think is i've been playing with this a little bit too that's really interesting is that i do as, as i just said a little bit earlier i think that this can be quite challenging for those of us who are ambitious of both about both life and work and one of the things that I've been thinking about or recognizing for myself even is that for some of us who value flexibility and free time, we they they might be thinking that those of us that value those things may not be ambitious, but that's actually not what I find for, for many of us that are seeking sustainable ambition. Again, we are ambitious about both. And so I think that's Um, it's an interesting kind of paradox in a way and an interesting thing to kind of get our heads around. And yet I've shared on the podcast before how I'm also not a fan of the term work-life balance. I My feeling is just that if we keep expecting our external world to magically produce balance, we're going to continue to be disappointed. And I think that's what happens is that we kind of expect it to kind of just materialize that why isn't the world just working this way such that it's equally balancing um, these two elements of our holistic lives. And I think it just sets a false expectation, because it is rare that we experience balance and certainly not all of the time. And it assumes we live in a static environment that allows us to always be in equilibrium. But I don't think that's today's modern dynamic world. And I've quoted Adam Grant before on this, but he has said, quote, work-life balance sets an unrealistic expectation of keeping different roles in steady equilibrium. And I I adhere to this belief as well. So what I am championing for you instead is not to expect work-life balance, but to build work-life or life plus work resilience rather instead. And that life plus work term is really quite deliberate. And there's a reason why, and you saw I just got tripped up with it. And, <laughs> and that um, that's really, I wanna make sure that I get it right because I also don't like that The lexicon out there has always been around work-life balance, where it's putting work first. Even in that, it's not really, to me, balanced in quotes. And I said, I don't particularly like that word, but I was very intentional when starting to use this term that I put life first. So to build life plus work resilience instead, because it's really our holistic life that comes first. Work is just one aspect of it that fits into it. So in championing this idea of building life plus work resilience, my intention with this work is really to help us all foster the ability to dance in our dynamic world, learning how to both sustain and stretch ourselves. And to do that, defining our personal life plus work resilience, Rx, or prescription, and then creating a plan, practicing and progressing over time around that. And part of my thinking around this is that I think many of us lean into, well, what, what how do we want to strive or what are the demands on us? What am I focused on? But oftentimes we don't put enough intention or focus around, okay, well, if that's how I'm going to stretch myself, how do I actually need to sustain myself? And what is the plan around that? And so that's the intention around this planning and building a a Resilience Rx is to be a little bit more, more proactive around how we will sustain ourselves while we're stretching ourselves. And so that's what we focused on at the beginning of the year. We started in week one with setting your ambitions for 2022. And I think this is even really important, right? Many of us, of course, we do our New Year's resolutions, but not all of us do, and not everybody loves doing that. but. I, I do think not everyone is as intentional in setting their goals for the year or being really clear on what are your ambitions? How good do you wanna be? How much do you wanna be leaning in, if you will, if you wanna use that term? And, or are you to stage, or is this a year, or is this a quarter where you need, you're you needing to back off the pace? So I think, again, this idea of being intentional is really important. And I think that's important around our ambitions as well. And I don't always think we ask ourselves, what really are is my own ambition for the year, for the quarter, for a project, et cetera. And getting clear on that, I think, is really important. So that's where we started. In week one, we really set our ambitions, and both for life and work. And then in week two, we defined our sustainable, our life plus work resilience RX, you know, that prescription that is going to keep you operating at your best. And then week three, we looked at our calendars and we planned ahead to make sure we were putting things on the calendar that would support us in reaching our ambitions and doing so sustainably. And now that the first quarter is done, I'd encourage you to go back to your calendars and revisit it and kind of think about, okay, what's now coming up for the next nine months? What's shifted, what's changed? And you might be ready now to also start to look out on the horizon and actually look at Q1 of next year. I know that might feel a little odd, but it might be that you're starting to see how this year is going to shape up. And you might wanna start looking out on the horizon to see how you need to shape the Q1 of next year to support how things are gonna continue to take shape this year. And then as I mentioned in week four in episode 45, we set our aim for Q1. And then we also might've done some activity around setting our monthly plan as well to get us into action in this first quarter. So let me just say a little bit about like why plan, practice and progress. And so, you know for better or worse creating a world where we can stretch and sustain ourselves takes a little bit of effort so i hear this in many conversations when i ask people and frankly both women and men you know how do you manage a full life plus work and find more harmony across your professional and personal lives and they often answer that it's hard and so you know, I kind of pull forward this quote for our Q2 as a focus um, from Sophocles, where he says, without labor, nothing prospers. Now, I'm not trying to say labor is hard. I'm just trying to say that labor, meaning for me, some intentionality, a little bit of planning, will allow sustainability to, to prosper. So I think it takes a little bit of effort to put in place a plan and to practice, to have some intentionality. And my hope is that with that, you can find more sustainability in your day-to-day and over time. Okay, so now that you've acted for the last three months in this episode, now we're gonna start to get into some of the material for this episode. So we're gonna step back and look at this first quarter of 2022 to assess and then determine how we're going to adapt. So I'm going to ask questions and provide prompts around these types of questions around how sustainable has this quarter been for you? What's working? What's not working? And what have you learned to inform the next quarter, Q2, and how do you want to adapt And it could be also, what do you wanna carry forward? But also, how are we gonna adapt? What things are we gonna keep? What things might we change? So a reminder here that this series was also inspired by and coincided with the launch of the Sustainable Ambition 12-month Workbook Plus Planner, Your Life Plus Work Resilience Rx, which is now available and written in a way that you can start at any time of the year. I purposely created it such that that was the the way that you can use it. You can fill in the months and start really at any time. But what we do together here doesn't require you to get the planner. But if you'd like to learn more, you can find more details at sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. But if you follow along here on the podcast, this is where I'm going to remind you to pull out a notebook or a journal, or if you're out walking, get your notes app ready, (laughs) and you know, really whatever works out works for you. But carve out a little bit of time right now so you can reflect and capture what you want to capture as you look at Q1 and kind of see how things have been going for yourself. So I'm gonna talk through a few prompts for assessing how your Q1 went over the last three months and how sustainable it's been for you. So I'm gonna start by giving you five prompts to rate for yourself. And I want you to rate them on a scale of one to 10 with one being low and 10 being high. So number one here is rate for yourself. How satisfying was your life over the last quarter? Again, give it a rating of one to 10, with one being low and 10 being high. So how satisfying was your life over the last quarter? Number two, how satisfying was your work over the last quarter? Again, give it a rating of one low to 10 being high. Now, how would you rate this statement? I was able to operate at my best. Again, give it a rating of one low to 10 being high. I was able to operate at my best. Number four, rate this statement. I was able to achieve my ambitions for the quarter. Again, give it a rating of one to 10. And I was able to achieve my ambitions for the quarter. Okay, and then number five, this is the last one I want you to rate, is my life plus work was sustainable. Again, give it a rating of one to 10. My life plus work was sustainable this past quarter. All right, so hopefully you captured your ratings across those five prompts. And based on those ratings, I'm curious, what do you notice? What's an aha that comes to you as you look at those five different areas and how you rated them? And you might wanna just pause the podcast, write some notes for yourself. And then when you're ready, come back and we're gonna go through these additional prompts now. So let's now look back at the last quarter and let's start here. What worked this past quarter? For example, think about what, it, what did it look like when you were operating at your best? What worked to support your ambitions? What worked to support more sustainability in your life plus work? What worked from your resilience prescription? What did you try this past quarter and what has worked for you? So take some notes and take a little bit of time to think about that and reflect for yourself. Again, you might wanna pause the podcast, take those notes as I said, and then come back. And when you're back, pick up these prompts. Okay, so you looked at what worked. Now think about what didn't work. When did you struggle? When wasn't it sustainable? What didn't work in supporting your ambitions? What did you try of your resilience prescription that didn't work? And what overall was unsustainable about the last quarter? Was there anything or you know, was, was it sustainable? But if there was something that was unsustainable, make note of that. And now when you reflect on all of this, what have you learned from the last quarter? What are you taking away? And then it might be interesting to think about and reflect on the quarter. And I'm adding this in because I had some sense of this and I thought you all might have, might appreciate this prompt as well. And just for a little bit of learning, but I'm curious for you, was there a cadence to how things kind of progressed over the quarter? Was there a cadence to each month or week and are, any, are there any insights there for you? There might be a cadence to your overall life that impacts like how you might, how things might be sustainable or not, or how you might need to adjust things for yourself. And I just wanted to offer that up as something to pause and reflect on and kind of see if there's anything to notice there. So with all of those prompts and everything that you've written down, you may again wanna just pause again and note some overall observations. What are your top one to three ahas of what you're noticing? Okay. So once you've done that and kind of reflected and paused, you know, you have your ratings, you have a sense of how sustainable things have been, what's worked, what hasn't. Let's now think about how do we wanna adapt going forward and looking forward into Q2. So let's start with, I'm gonna give you some different prompts around how to think about what do you wanna do differently next quarter? So I'm gonna start with your Rx, your prescription. And again, this is where I'm gonna offer some prompts um, for those of you who may not have your prescription handy or you might not have listened to the prior episodes. That's okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go as deep as I did last time. And I'm still gonna offer you some prompts here on what you might want to focus on going forward. And before I get into like what you wanna adapt, the first thing I want you to notice or, or capture in terms of what you took away from assessing is note down what's worked and to say, what am I gonna carry forward into this next quarter? I'm gonna share some of my examples in a little bit once I get through these prompts and let you know how how my quarter went, just so you can hear a little bit of how this has worked for me and see if it can um, apply to you or just give you a sense of how I'm using this myself. But do start with, you don't have to change everything. Really, this is about honing and refining over time. And my hope for you is that you have found some things that are working for you and that it's not all kind of thrown up in the air where you feel like you're needing to redo everything. So let's first start with, what are you gonna carry forward? What worked from last quarter? And what are you gonna continue to do? And then these next prompts are going to be What do you wanna do differently? Where might you just make one to two to three slight shifts or try to practice something new? So again, so let's start with our prescription and I'm gonna offer these prompts. So going into this next quarter, you might ask yourself, I'm going to honor my values doing dot, dot, dot. What do you wanna, like if you needed to add something where you felt like, hey, my honor, my values really weren't being honored last quarter. I wanna add something in where I'm going to honor my values in, in this coming quarter. So for example, It might be that you have a value around, I often use the example of learning and growth. And so it could be that you wanna take a a class in this coming quarter. You might wanna read a particular book on something where you wanna lean into learning about a particular topic. So how are you going to honor a value in this coming quarter if you're feeling like that might be a way to add something this quarter that's gonna build some resilience for yourself? Another prompt is I'm going to add these energizers to build some resilience, to build some more sustainability. One of the things that has become present for me around this is that, Oftentimes when we think about building resilience, we often revert to thinking that we need to take a break or have downtime or do nothing. And one of the things that I'll just note here is that it's come up several times as I've been speaking to different people where they've had this aha, that for them to move from Things not being sustainable or to add back some resilience or to move from languishing back into flourishing, that the answer isn't in downtime, that the answer is actually in adding an energizer, getting re-inspired, engaging in something that would be motivating or inspiring to them, talking to people who would be inspiring and spark some new ideas for them. So this is where thinking about, if you're looking to add some resilience, perhaps it's, I need to add an energizer in to my day-to-day or my quarter. doesn't necessarily have to be day-to-day. In terms of your prescription, think about, I will have fun by doing what? Like, do you need to add a little bit of fun into your day? Or do you need to add, maybe there is that downtime. Maybe you need to add or create a ritual around recovery. Or is there another way that you wanna add for your resilience some type of activity that's about sustaining yourself? There, Along those lines around sustaining yourself, I'm a big fan of breaks and pauses and taking breaks and pauses at different time lengths. They don't have to be long, but they can be if you need them. So around sustaining yourself, you might want to think about, hey, I need to add a break or pause in my day, my week, my month, my quarter over the next three months. So think about that in terms of what you might want to do differently in this next quarter. Okay, this next bucket is around boundaries. So... In terms of looking at this next quarter and what you might want to do differently or what you might want to adapt, are there some lessons that you learned in the last quarter where you may need to be setting some new boundaries? So think about around boundaries, thinking I'm going to say yes to, I'm going to say no to, and I really appreciate these questions. I think others do as well It's like, where are you going to allow yourself to be bad at something? Where can you let something Go, where can you give yourself some grace around something to set some boundaries and to just lower the bar a bit in some areas. So around setting some boundaries, I'd, I'd offer those prompts. Again, I went through those very fairly quickly, so I'll repeat them again. So, and again, of course you can always pause on these, but think about if you need to set some new boundaries in this quarter, are there things where you wanna say yes to certain things? Are there things where you want to say no to certain things? Are there things that you want to allow yourself to be bad at them? For me it's cleaning, cleaning my house. <laughs> um, but, you know, are there areas where you want to give yourself some grace around them? You know where you're not going to be perfect, where it's okay to surrender. Okay. Another area to think about where you might want to adapt are your work and home structures. So how are you supporting yourself to build more sustainability in your life plus work? And so you might find like, wow, you know, where things were unsustainable this past quarter was in a particular area. And it can be that you need to create a new structure, either at home or at work to better create sustainability for yourself. So think about, You know, the structures I'm going to put in place at work to support me are, or the structures I'm gonna put in place at home to support me are. And then you can also think about structures that you might need to get some people in your life bought into certain things. So (laughs) consider prompting to think about for this next quarter, the people in my life I need to get buy-in from are, and the people I will enlist to support me are. So there are some things that you might wanna think about. What are you gonna adapt in the coming quarter around your work and home structures? They might be the structures themselves. They might be people you need to get on board with something or you need to enlist some support or help. So across all those prompts, it's not that you have to make take action on all of them. Again, remember that there are things that hopefully worked for you in the last quarter that you're gonna carry forward. And then these prompts are all just to spur some ideas for you. It's not to say you got to take action on everything. So think back now, as you look back at the different prompts and think, what one thing could you adapt that would make the biggest impact for you in building more sustainability? And then think about what one thing do you want to practice? You know, there might be some a habit that you want to try to support you, you in working your best, and you might want to Take on like, hey, this is a new thing I wanna practice and try out. So think about both of those things. And then challenge yourself. What one thing are you going to act on in this coming week and take action on? What are you gonna get into action on and do this particular week to start getting into motion as you kick off your Q2? So that's our quarter review. I know that's a lot to get through. And as I said, hopefully you're pausing, you may need to go back and and re-review some of those prompts to kind of go through and assess for yourself and then kind of really hone and refine and kind of think about what you wanna carry forward. Now, I thought I'd go ahead and share with you how going through this process worked for me and how, going through the assessment is helping me figure out how I'm going to adapt as I go into Q2. So the first thing we started with was rating ourselves on some some of these prompts that I provided. And what I appreciated about doing this was that I was able to see something that I noticed and something was an aha. And that was that, you know, I rated fairly highly and these ratings weren't all the same, but rated fairly highly for life and work satisfaction how i did against my ambitions and then also rated quite highly on sustaining myself over the last quarter and partly because that was something i really prioritized and emphasized but the one that rated lower was operating at my best so I thought what was interesting was that despite the fact that I had higher ratings on most of the other things that I still wasn't feeling like I was operating at my best. And this wasn't a complete you know, surprise to me because I have been tracking things, frankly, on a daily basis and then also on a monthly basis, but it was still helpful at this stage, at the quarter stage to kind of go through these prompts and recognize this again, and to just make make sense out of it, if you will. So that was one That was one of the ahas that came out of this for me. And you'll hear how I'm going to be adapting because of that and what I kind of unpacked in terms of what might not have been working. But let me first start with what has been working and what helped me in terms of the overall satisfaction as well as sustaining myself. And so a couple of the things that worked for me One was being really intentional, as you heard me just say, in terms of how I wanted to craft my quarter and the fact that I did craft things to lean into sustainability. So for example, one of the things that I did was I prioritized carving out space for my creative work this past quarter. And I'm not gonna be able to do that every quarter, but it was something that I chose to prioritize in this first quarter. And that was something that really worked. So as I think about... Moving forward into this next quarter, while I might not be able to carve out as much time, I'm going to think about, hey, can I carve out sprint days where I can do my creative work? And then frankly, when I look forward to next year, this is something that's going to, I want it to become a norm for how I craft my years and my, some of my quarters where I'm really having intentional time that I'm carving out for that specific type of work. The other thing that really worked for me, or maybe this is just, um, I mean, part, part of this was that I did craft this as well, but it's something that I think is important for some of us to recognize, especially at this point in the pandemic, which is one of the things that worked for me was frankly, getting back out into the world and reconnecting with people who inspire and energize me. And so- That's one thing I've been talking to some folks about this, because oftentimes we think when we're burnt out or when we're languishing, that we may think that we need more downtime. And just, you may want to think about the fact that you may actually need to add something back that inspires you or raises your energy up or gets you excited. So for me, that ended up being really just getting myself out into the world and experience having experiences again that can be inspiring. And as I said, also connecting with people, that was really helpful and I appreciated that a lot. Another core thing that's really just central to something that I do on a regular basis, but it's still helpful for me to recognize how important it is, which is making sure I am taking breaks and getting myself outside and into nature. So that's something that I'll definitely be continuing forward. And then two other quick things I'll mention. One is, I know I'm late to the game here, but I finally started to meditate. I'm I'm actually quite proud of myself for finally taking this on. Um, but or or I shouldn't even say taking it on. It's it's really making it a part of my practice now in my mornings, and I'm really appreciating it as part of my day. And. I have to say, even though I've been doing it for only about 40 to 45 days, and I probably am about doing it about 75 to 80% of the time, I, I will admit I'm not doing it 100%, but on the days I don't do it, I miss it. So. My hope is the fact that I'm already kind of craving it when I don't do it is a sign that perhaps the structure of my brain is already changing some, perhaps. That's my hope. Um, But I certainly notice a difference on the days that I'm doing it as well and having it keep me a little bit more centered. And also I, I often use it to set an intention for the day and I find that quite helpful as well. And then the final thing I'll, I'll just say in terms of something I'm gonna carry forward is something that I'm just gonna admit that I allow myself to be bad at, despite I having a little bit of shame around this, which is allowing myself to be bad at cleaning and cooking. I'm I'm actually a decent cook. I actually also don't mind cleaning, but um, you know your house gets a lot dirtier when you are working and living in it every single day. Uh, and like I said, I actually, like to cook or I'm a pretty good cook, but I don't love to cook during the week. So these are areas where I have to say, I'm looking at putting in place structures that support me simplifying here or just making it, um, not so cumbersome for myself. Um, and the piece I'm carrying forward is frankly, this is an area I do allow myself to be bad at and give myself a little bit of grace around The final thing um, that I'm going to mention is, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, and I mention it just in case it's helpful for all of you. While I encourage you to put on your calendars monthly check-ins, I will say I found it really helpful to do this. So I would encourage you again to do that. And then the other thing I've actually really appreciated is doing daily tracking. And if you have the workbook and planner, it, there's a daily tracking in there, but this is something you can set up for yourself. You know, you can put things down from your resilience prescription. You can just think about what is a good, what is a good week look like? Or what does a good day look like? What are the components that make that up? And put that on a tracker and start to track and see what shows up for you and what you notice. For me, it was helpful to both serve as information to help me diagnose why, what might be going on and where I might be struggling. And then it was also a great reminder for me to, oh yeah, allow yourself to be bad at something. Oh yeah, remind yourself to give yourself grace. So it served a couple of different purposes and was something that I really appreciated doing and will continue to do. So if that's something that you feel might you might want to try out, I thought I would mention that as well. But as I said, I still didn't feel like I was operating at my best. And it's not like I hit tens on all of the other metrics either. So in terms of what didn't work and where I'm going to be playing and practicing around adapting and optimizing. So the biggest thing area where I was struggling was around my schedule. And this was really my my biggest aha. And I think this is the area that is really impacting this ability to operate at my best. So for me, one of the things I've been noticing is that my schedule, I've allowed my schedule actually to be a little too flexible and what I've been using, the term I've been using is too porous. So I have not put enough structure, frankly, around it to allow me to function at my best and to use my time in the in the most optimal way. So that is an area that I'm definitely, I've already started to take some action on it and we'll be practicing frankly with some things to see what really works best for me given the type of work that I'm doing now um, and the variety of work that I'm doing. So that's a core area that wasn't working for me and is something that I'm, I'm figuring out. Another area that this isn't new for me, but the pandemic kind of put things Obviously we didn't really have a choice. So one of the things that's been, I've been struggling with a little bit has been working from home and just my environment where I'm working. So I learned this the first year that I worked in, um, as on my own and went out on my own and didn't have a full-time job and was working from home. And I realized that it didn't really work for me well. It actually, then the following year, I ended up getting a co working space because I recognized that I needed some variety in my work environment and I needed different space to get different types of work done. And so obviously haven't been able to do that during the pandemic. So now as we start to get back to some norms, that's something that I'm looking at again and again, something I've already started to take some action on um, to get myself into different environments. I've, I've definitely become a lover of libraries, which is not something that's not the place I'd love to, to work when I was in school way back when, but um, it's they've become a favorite place to kind of seek out and um, have a, a different place to get some work done while outside of the house. The the third area I'll mention that I'm sure people can relate to is what what I've been struggling with is frankly just distraction and keeping myself focused. So this is an area that I've definitely been working on, and I will continue to work on. And thankfully, if you haven't listened to episode fifty one that just came out recently with Dr. Sahar Youssef, who's a cognitive neuroscientist at Berkeley. I loved just being in conversation with her and the tips that she provides. And it's it's really super helpful to think about like how uh, so many of our devices and email and all of these different things really don't serve us and create so much distraction. So this is a, something that I've already started to do is to practice with, for example, I, I have a lot of different email addresses because of the different work that I do. And because I like to be responsive to people, I can get caught up in checking my email too many times in a day. So, I have started a practice around limiting that and even frankly closing out all of my email accounts when I'm doing deep work so that I don't even have the temptation to go and look at these. And I and I know one should should perhaps not not have to do that to be able to to be disciplined enough, but setting some structures around these things to set those boundaries, I think can be really helpful. And so that's, that's something that I'm playing with as well. The final area that I'm, I'm playing with from an adapting perspective, and I wanted to share with all of you is around supporting your ambitions. So I know there's one or two areas where I'm getting stuck a little bit in terms of some of the things that I want to take action on, and I thought I'd be- mention this really simple but quite effective methodology uh, that is called Whoop. I know it's so it's an acronym, so W O O P, and it stands for Wish, Obstacle, Overcome, and Plan. And if you get the newsletter, you might've seen this in there, um, but I thought I would bring it, it, it to focus here because I think if you're getting stuck on some action items, this is a simple methodology that you could consider applying to help get you unstuck and get you back into action. So this is a methodolo- methodology developed by Gabrielle Ottingen. I hope I'm probably mispronouncing her name, so I apologize. But she's a professor of psychology at New York University and the University of Hamburg. And she developed this methodology that's rooted in the research and science of motivation. So WHOOP is really about dream, dreaming about where you wanna go. So that's the wish, that's the W. And then not just thinking positively about that, but thinking about what stops you. So what are the obstacles that get in the way? So that's the first O. And then to get you to identify, well, how can you overcome those obstacles? So that's the second O and then create a plan to move you forward. So it's it's quite simple, but I, I have started to apply this and it's actually quite powerful to really get you unstuck and get you past where you might be, get, might be getting tripped up on a project or something you wanna move forward on. So I thought I would mention that here as well, if you might be getting stuck or something's not quite working on something you're looking to actually achieve or move forward. The last thing I'll mention, because I asked it of all of you, like you might have noticed that there was a cadence to your last quarter. And there is, if you recall, I also made a suggestion that when you're planning your year, you actually take a longer horizon. Oftentimes when we're thinking about sustainability, it may not be sustainable all in at one time that you might have to build in your sustainability over a longer time horizon so that's why I think it can be helpful to think about cadence. And so for me, as you heard me say, I planned last quarter to kind of take my activity down. And so what's interesting is as I look forward to this next quarter, I'm actually feeling like I wanna pick up the pace a little bit. So that's just me. It might that might not be the case for you. You might've started the year with a little bit more intensity or at a higher pace. And you might be saying, hey, actually as I craft this Q2, I wanna take it down. Or you might be seeing your pace for your Q2 might still be elevated. And then you might be able to say, hey, how do I plan for my summer months where I can take things down a little bit? So that's why I think it's sometimes helpful to look at that cadencing or how the flow of energy or your pace over the course of a year is is taking shape so you can be proactive about planning going forward. So that's a little bit about me and um, hopefully it's just helpful to hear someone's experience going through this. And I'm just being uh, vulnerable, frankly, and sharing kind of how things have been going for me so from here, what I'd encourage you to do is to now think think about your Q2 and listen back to episode number 45 to do some planning there. And that episode will have you create a quarter plan and a quarter RX. Um, and then, you know, you can leverage all of what you just observed and learned to adjust and, and build into that quarter Rx what's what was working for you or what you're going to adapt. And then, you know, in that episode, I note like if you want, you can take your quarter plan, break it down into a monthly plan. So do do what works best for you. And as I mentioned earlier and I shared last time, I'd encourage you now to put an appointment on your calendar to check in at the end of each month and at the end of the quarter to reflect and assess so you can adapt accordingly. So you're doing that here in terms of the quarter. And as I mentioned before, I will come back again to do another quarter review at the beginning of July, at the close of June, um, so we can check in all together and see how things are going. One thing as we close here too, that I wanna just note is just to remind you that Sustainable ambition really is a practice. And, you know, it calls for us being patient with ourselves and really learning along the way and progressing along the way. So it's not easy. And it takes learning about ourselves. And as I said, practicing and progressing over time. So thanks for being with me for this quarter check in as part of the continuation of the series. I know my goal for the year, along with all of you, is to make it one that is more sustainable while still remaining ambitious on my own terms. So I hope that doing this series, doing these quarter check-ins can support you in doing that. So have a wonderful Q2, everyone. And as always, if you have any feedback, please reach out and share. I appreciate feedback and knowing what's working and what's not, so I can optimize things as I move forward. So you can always send me an email at podcast at sustainableambition.com. And also I, I appreciate input as well. You know, tell me what would be helpful for you in building a more sustainable life plus work? And what are you wondering about or what are you challenged by in achieving more sustainability? So let me know if there are topics that you'd like me to cover here on the podcast. You can always send me a note, as I said, at podcast at sustainableambition.com. And remember... As I say, as a mantra here, don't expect work-life balance, build life plus work resilience instead. And doing this series and doing these check-ins is one way to help you do that. So with that, be well, all. Have a good start to your second quarter of 2022. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.